time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Thrivology Podcast, the podcast designed to help you thrive no matter what life throws your way. And right now, we're in the middle of a series on the rules of living. These are kind of the things that you can use as, as kind of keepers of your progress, ways that you can stay on task. I've realized that over the years, when I follow these rules, my life goes better. And some of these rules are how to, to respond through things. Today's a little bit different. We'll get to that in just a minute. So let's just very quickly go over the rules that I've talked about so far. The first one is about fear. So many times fear gets in our way. And and it's not that we can get rid of fear. In fact, I wouldn't want you to get rid of fear. Fear is an important indicator. It indicates that you need to pay attention, that something is important. Unfortunately, a lot of times we use it to indicate something we should avoid, but so many times it's just pointing to the fact that something important. So we start off with that as rule number one, let fear point, not direct your life. Number two was being present in the present, to be present, to really show up to life, to really show up to people in your life, relationships to the important things that maybe fear is pointing out. We follow that up with about uh, the rule of accepting the past and revising the future rather than the reverse. So many times people spend their time trying to rework what's already happened, and then they kind of give up on the future. And we need to reverse that to, to accept. Not, you know, it's not about giving up, but about accepting the past, accepting what's already happened, and then moving into the future in a way that lets you feel like you have some choices, some opportunities, some ways of doing things differently. Which brings us to rule number four, which is to grieve your losses and celebrate your gains. Grieve your losses and celebrate your gains. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that we sometimes have some weird connections with losses and weird connections with our kind of our gains, the things that we're doing well. And unfortunately, that can keep us a bit stuck if we don't do that. For instance, a lot of people struggle when they lose something. You know, so many times people say, well, it's just not fair that I lost that. It's just not fair about that loss. So we have this real issue with fairness. Not only that, but sometimes when we have a loss, it's a rupture of our life. And the loss could be a lot of different things. Maybe we lose somebody, lose a friendship, lose a relationship, whether somebody dies or moves away, or we find that we have to make some distance from them. Sometimes we lose abilities as, as we're growing through life. That's part of what happens as you get towards the later stages of life. You, you begin to lose abilities or maybe an illness or maybe some injury comes along and you lose some capacity in life. That could be a major loss. Loss can be about a job or property that you value or, or anything else. In fact, let's just lump loss as losing something or someone that's important and valuable to you. That's what creates a loss. You know, some of the other things that happen along the way, you know, I've lost touch with people in my past that because they weren't big parts of my life didn't really feel like a huge loss. I've lost property that wasn't any big deal, so it wasn't any big loss. I lost a couple of jobs along the way that were part-time kind of things that I was kind of ready to leave anyway, so they weren't huge losses. But then there are those big ones that come along. 
And our problem is that sometimes the, the disruption is so big that we don't know how to move through it. So those ruptures of life, right? That's what happens in a loss that disrupt our life, that change the, the way our life is going. And unfortunately, we see them as anomalies. But the fact is that loss is a part of life. Loss is a, an, an integral part of life. There are so many times when we're going to have losses along the way, there's just no way around it. Maybe you lose uh, track of somebody and it's a loss. Maybe you decide someone can't be in your life and it's a loss. Or maybe somebody dies and, and it's a loss and you feel like that this is not fair, that there's something wrong, that this is an anomaly. But life is about dealing with those losses. That's a major part of life. It's a major skill of life that we have to develop along the way to recognize that losses are guaranteed to come. They're not the anomaly. They're part of the rhythm of life. One of the reasons that we have a problem with grief is because we feel like something's gone wrong when there's a loss. Now, let's be very clear. Sometimes there are great tragedies and illnesses and accidents that cause the loss. But that doesn't change the fact that losses overall are a part of our lives. We may not like that to be the case, but that's the nature of life. Life includes losing losses along the way. Part of what's happened in our culture is that we begin uh, to, because we're very good these days of taking care of people's health, we begin to believe that that's not really part of life, that, that death is an anomaly in life rather than just a part of life, a, a segment of life that we don't necessarily want to, to address, but still happens all the time. But we also have struggles about gains, you know, when something goes right in our life, when somebody comes along in our life, when a job comes along in our life, when something major comes along that's a gain for our life, sometimes we struggle with what to do with that. Sometimes we have uh, a, a strange relationship to the gain because we also have the fear of loss. Last week, I was talking with somebody who had gotten a great job. And I said, you know, it's great. I mean, you've been trying to get this kind of job forever. The training you've done, all of the work you've done, and now you have this great job. And the person said, I'm scared to death. I'm not sure I even want to take this job. And I said, why are you feeling that way? And the person said, what if I lose it? What if, what if I can't hold on to this job? What if I can't follow through? What if I can't do that? And my response is you would be willing to turn down a job and not have the opportunity at all because at some point down the road, you might lose it. In that case, you've already lost it. The week before that, I was talking with somebody who was starting a relationship. It was a dating relationship and the person said, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to keep dating this person. And I said, what's keeping you back? And the person said, well, this is somebody that I could really see a future with that, that I really think there could be something there. And that scares me. And I said, well, what scares you about that? And their response was, it might hurt if it doesn't work out. I would be upset if I lost that. And again, I said, so you're willing to not even move in the direction of this that could be a great gain because you're afraid that at some point there might be a loss. And so by doing that, you've already guaranteed the loss. So sometimes we have a hard time stepping into these gains that are in our life. Sometimes we get stuck in our own downdraft where we keep thinking, oh my gosh, what if that happens again? Many times when people are on the backside of a loss, 
they feel like they can't embrace something that has possibility because it might hurt again. And they fail to notice that the loss that's a part of our lives, a normal part of our life, has now invaded and stopped them from taking on the gains of life. Sometimes the gain is about self-consciousness. You know, just not being self-assured enough to say, yeah, I'll figure that job out or, or I'll figure this relationship out or I'll figure that success out or I'll figure the next step out. Sometimes we feel like we have to have it all together before we have a gain instead of growing into a gain. Sometimes we scare ourselves into wondering what happens if. That was kind of my thought process when I started writing my first book. You know, what happens if, if this is out there and people are reading what I think and people are responding to that? What do I do with that? And I realized that at that point, I wasn't prepared for one simple reason. I'd never done that before, but I figured I'd figure it out as I went. The same is true when I just recently, I started, I decided I'd go back to basics. You know, I learned something completely new. So I went back to and started taking jujitsu lessons. I took some martial arts when I was a teenager. So I thought, you know, it might be fun to kind of go back to that now that I'm kind of at the half deck, half century mark and kind of enjoy uh, something new. So it's all beginning again. I walk in as a beginner who knows nothing about the techniques here. And along the way, several times I found myself going, yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to figure this out. Maybe I should just give it up. Now, if I give it up, I'll never figure it out. The only way that I would master it is by continuing to move forward with little gains along the way and celebrating the little gains. So when I got my first stripe, you know, I was kind of excited that I had stepped forward and I realized that I could have short-circuited the gain simply by saying, but I'm not there course we're not there. We're always moving towards something else. And sometimes the gains are about celebrating the steps that we're not quite ready for, that we're still trying to catch up. But the task of that next step is to catch up. So what does this all mean about the rule that we need to grieve our losses and celebrate our gains? Well, grief is a natural response to a loss. Now, there's nothing we can do about that. That's just the way we're built. If something is important to us and we lose it or somebody's important to us and we lose it or a job's important to us and we lose it, it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. And our way of dealing with that pain and that hurt is grief. Grief is the process of dealing with a loss. Sometimes people have come to me after a loss and they said, you know, I think maybe I'm depressed. And as they tell me their symptoms, they're really in the midst of grief which is a normal way we respond to losses. In fact, I encourage people that when there is a loss, you spend some time grieving it. It takes some time. In fact, here's the interesting thing about grief. You can't short-circuit it. There's no short, shortcut through grief. You can't speed it along. If you've lost somebody, you know that. that it takes its time. Sometimes other people want it to have happened fast or want you to be, be over it, maybe even want to be over it yourself. But grief takes some time because it's really a reweaving of your life, of thinking about what that person or that thing or that place was, whatever it is that you lost, what it was in your life, what it meant to you, how important it was to you. And you want to you commemorate the fact that it was important to you. And then you've got to reimagine life differently. Because we all have a certain process to our life. We have an organized, then a disorganized, and then a reorganized way we weave through life. And this is true with both our losses and our gains. 
we have a way that we understand life. That's our organized way of, of being, the organization right now. It's our orientation. And the orientation to our life right now is how we understand ourselves to be. We organize our life around us and the relationships around us and where we are and who we are based on what's around us. That's our organized or oriented place. And then something comes along and disrupts it. Something either on the growth side or the loss side or the gain side or loss side. And in the moment when that happens, suddenly we have disorientation, which disorganizes our life. If you've had a loss, you know that disorientation where you, you don't even know what you're going to do next. You don't know what life holds. And that can be a very frightening place to be. It's also disorienting when something new starts. Think about those times in life when maybe you finished a degree and you were getting ready for the next step and you didn't know what that was going to be, but there was a gain behind it, right? There was a new thing to come next and it can be disorienting. Many people tell me now that when they're hitting those adulting years, that learning to adult is very disorienting, but there's a gain to it. You're stepping into your own responsibility and your own choices about life. That doesn't make it easy. It just means that it, it's, it's a next step. You're stepping into it. I've talked to many people who have stepped into their big jobs. You know, I've talked to people who have finished their residency and have stepped into their first uh, medical position as a doctor, and they have to take that on, or people who have finished their JD degree, and now they're going to be an attorney, or people who have finished some training program, and they're stepping into management or some supervisory level, and suddenly the gain feels very disorienting. Because they're not sure how to redefine themselves yet. They're still stepping into that new place. The interesting thing about losses and gains is that every gain has some loss attached to it. Every gain has some loss attached to it. You get a, a promotion somewhere, you've lost your old position. Whenever you step into something new, you're leaving something behind. And so there is always this process of orientation or organization, then disorientation, which feels very disorganized, and then reorientation. The grief process of loss is the place where we're in disorientation as we work through to get to a place of reorientation. You're reorganized around that, that place where you know, it's been rewoven. Back in college, I was in a death and dying class we were studying the sociology of this, and we talked about how all of the rituals we have around death and dying are based in helping us reweave the fabric of our lives that's been torn. I remember that, that image so well because it's so true that you know when somebody leaves our life, there's a rip in the fabric of our life that we have to reweave, that we have to rework, that we have to find a way to move through it so that we can now understand life in a different way. We can reorient our life without that person or without whatever it is that loss was about. So remember, you can't short-circuit the grief, but you can force it to be lengthened. You can drag grief out. You can complicate grief. One of the ways that we complicate grief is by avoiding it. Grief is waiting for the opportunity to be expressed. If you'll notice that we don't ever quite finish our grief. If you ever go to a funeral, you'll notice how many people talk about other funerals they've been to, other losses, and they're re-experiencing the sadness of those losses. They're re-experiencing the grief process. 
That's because there are always the remnants of the grief. And yet, we can move through them when we don't avoid it. Several years ago, I was talking with somebody who had had multiple losses. And then there was a small loss. It was not a big deal. But that one small loss finally clicked in and everything else spilled out because they had been avoiding the grief of those other losses for so long. Grief waits us out. Grief is a part of the reweaving that's going to be there. So instead of avoiding it, we're better served by moving towards it. Because if we avoid it for too long, we begin to spiral into it. And part of what causes the spiral is because we try to believe that that loss was unfair or that loss was an anomaly or that loss was you know, somehow uh, not supposed to happen. That's part of that disorientation process where we're trying to figure out what the loss was about. When we believe in the unfairness of loss, we often lengthen the time that it takes us to be in that grief because we keep struggling with the fairness. This is part of what I was talking about uh, when I was talking about leaving the past behind, of, of practicing reverse fatalism, of accepting that what has happened has happened. We don't pull anything out from and make it unhappen. This was one of those discoveries when I was a chaplain, when I would hear person after person say, you know, why did this happen? And at first I thought they were asking me a theological question. I mean, that's what I was as a chaplain, right? I was there to answer their theological questions. And over time I realized that that was less a theological question and more them trying to figure out how to make it unhappen. They weren't asking so much, why did this happen in a theological sense, but is there some way that we can find this to be undone? Can we change the accident? Can we change the diagnosis? Can we change something to to get back to that old orientation? That's the temptation. When we don't want to go through grief, it's often because we want to return to the old orientation. And the problem is the old orientation is gone. Whether it's by loss or by gain, the old orientation is gone. You're not the same person. Your environment's not the same. Nothing is the same. And you step into the disorientation knowing that there's something on the other side of that. There's the reorientation. When you find yourself in a disoriented space because of a loss or a gain, recognize you're moving towards something else. Recognize you're moving towards something that will give a new reorganization or reorientation to where you are. The key to understanding all this is to realize that loss is a part of life. Gain is a part of life. Loss and gain are a part of life, a natural part of life. They're not the anomalies. And so we're better off when we learn the skills of moving through the process from orientation to disorientation to reorientation. So we step into something new. The normal part of life is to watch the fluctuations of this. I often think about it kind of like the tides coming in and tides going out, right? There are losses and there are gains and there's a, a rhythm to that. It may not be exacting. We may not know what is going to happen, but there always will be that dance between loss and gain through life. And that's just the normal part. And when we think of it as the anomaly, it catches us off guard. But if we can at least begin to see that it's the normal rhythm of life, then we can begin to work through it. Not based on what's fair, but based on the cycle we're in. 
So when you are in the midst of grief, grieve. When you're in the midst of gain, celebrate. Losses allow us to grieve. Gains give us a chance to celebrate. Whenever there's a gain, you may find yourself also feeling some grief for the loss that was before that. But that's part of the normal rhythm of life. When we find ourselves at orientation, the place where everything is making sense again, all that happens is that the next step is a disorientation, whether it's by growth or by loss, by gain or loss. We're going to find ourselves once again at that place of disorientation, which allows us for an, a reorientation. And remember, a reorientation doesn't mean, well, you know, I'll make do with where I am. Reorientation gives us an opportunity to step into something bigger, no matter whether it's been a loss or a gain. We always have a chance of working to thrive more, to find more meaning in our life, to, to look for the purpose that we have in the world, to make a, an impact in the world in a positive way, not when we avoid the losses and not when we shirk from the gains, but when we are aware that losses and gains are part of the cycle of our lives. When we live through the orientation and disorientation to get to the reorientation, that's how we move and that's how we grieve our losses and celebrate our gains. Hope this has been helpful for you. I hope it gives you some ideas about how to move through the grief and also how to celebrate those gains in ways that are helpful for you that help you to thrive in your life. That's what you're designed for. You're designed to thrive in life. So let's find some ways of doing that. I do have a couple of books on this subject. One is my book, Thrive Principles. You can learn more about that at thethriveprinciples.com, thethriveprinciples.com. My other one is The Immutable Laws of Living. The Immutable Laws of Living. These are laws that we break all the time. And sometimes when we get out of our own way, sometimes when we start obeying the law, life gets a lot easier. This is Lee Balkum wishing that for you, that life gets to be a thriving path as you follow the rules and find your way to a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.